Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. On today's show, we continue our journey as we try to speak with each of the 2021 Division I NCAA tennis champions. Thus far, we had the opportunity to chat with men's singles and team champ Sam Riffis of the University of Florida. We got to talk to the men's doubles winners, Adam Walton, Pat Harper of the University of Tennessee. On today's show, we speak with our NCAA Division I women's doubles champions, McKenna Jones and Elizabeth Scotty of the University of North Carolina. Of course, UNC tennis has been a dominant force in the women's game over the past five seasons. You look at what McKenna's class was able to accomplish while at Chapel Hill. They make five national indoor finals. They win three national indoor titles. They make countless deep runs into May, countless conference championships as well. And of course, I wanted to ask both McKenna and Scotty about what it's like to deal with the pressures, the expectations of being a Carolina tennis player right now and what it meant to them, of course, to end the season with a national championship, particularly given the heartbreak that came in the team event, the 4-3 loss to Pepperdine in the semifinals. Of course, I also wanted to talk to them about some of the highlights as there were oh so many for Carolina in 2021. We talk about that national indoor run, the dramatic match Elizabeth Scotty won over Charlotte Shavatapan to capture that 4-3 victory. We talk about the pressures of, again, playing for Carolina day in, day out, week in, week out, how that helps you become a better tennis player, the level of competition at those practices, because of course, Carolina could have fielded a team of their 7 through 12 players and still had success this season. And then, of course, the inside outs, what it's like to be a college tennis player, all the joys, all the struggles that come along with being a collegiate athlete. It is a fantastic conversation that I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy in advance, I will say the candidness of both McKenna and Scotty. And by the way, I got the all clear. Call her Scotty, not Elizabeth, not Liz. It's Scotty. But, you know, the candidness for both of them, I sincerely appreciated that. And I know all of you listeners are going to as well. Of course, before we get to that conversation, I have to remind all of you that the reason we're able to do this day in, day out here on this show is because of the support we get from all of you listeners, from our Crack Rackets Patreon family, and of course, from our friends over at Tennis Point. You guys know the deal. Tennis-point.com. You can find the best equipment at the best prices. You use our promo code CR15. You get 15% off your order. Free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. Again, that's Tennis-point, the symbol, not the spelling. Tennis-point.com. That promo code is CR15. With that said, let's get to today's conversation. It's NCAA doubles champions McKenna Jones and Elizabeth Scotty of the University of North Carolina. Westoff, roll the tape. Let's get to today's show.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Joining us on the podcast today, the second NCAA doubles champions in North Carolina women's tennis history, McKenna Jones and Elizabeth Scotty. Welcome to the podcast. Congratulations on the title. How are you both doing today? Doing well. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. We're doing well. No, of course, it is my pleasure to have you. I feel like this is a part-time Tar Heel podcast at this point, and you know, obviously that makes <laughs> sense given all of the success you all have had over these past few seasons. And with that in mind, I want to start with you, McKenna, because we'll get into the team stuff, and that might be the part of the podcast where you swear at me. But to end your five years in Carolina with a national championship, to be able to mm-hmm. bring that hardware home to Chapel Hill, what does that mean to you, you know, a couple of months removed? Yeah, it's still pretty surreal. I was actually just thinking about it the other day, the fact that my very last college match ever was a win and a national championship win. Um, it's it's weird because I feel like I didn't get to experience other than when the team lost, but the, the extreme sorrow of your very last match ever. Um, so I feel like maybe when I go back to school and I realize I'm not on the team anymore, I'm going to get really sad. But it was just incredible to be able to do that and you know for scotty and i to accomplish that together our coaches had to literally leave and like run and catch their flight after we were done so super weird you know separation going from winning and then you're done bye see you in a couple months uh, but yeah i mean i can't i never thought that i would be able to accomplish something like this you always hope but i mean everyone in college is just incredible so being able to do that is just an absolute check off any bucket list. So Absolutely. And heading into May, a running gag on our show, we knew the Tar Heels were coming up with some sort of championship. But if you would have said it'll be Jones and Scotty in doubles, <laughs> I think that would have been the one people would be like, eh, maybe not. But so to you, Scotty, and for the record, I, I asked multiple sources and I was told explicitly not Elizabeth. It is Scotty. So, you know, we don't really know each other, but that's what I'm going to go with here. Uh, to win the doubles title, to do it with McKenna, again, now two months removed, what have these past two months been like? You know, what goes through your head? Um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been dwelling on it too much. I've been taking summer school classes and working on um, my tennis game, working on my health a little bit because that was kind of struggling this season. So I've been doing that. But then a lot of people I see, they're like, oh, my gosh, are you excited for the U.S. Open and all this stuff? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's happening. So I <laughs> should probably remember, get that flight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, that that's definitely on the schedule, and I'm glad you bring that up because, of course, that is something in the background, and for some NCAA champions, I suppose, the non-Americans, although there's only, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, one non-American, it's the men's doubles, but for you both, that means a U.S. Open wildcard, and so there is no right. you know, celebration. You guys have to get back to work, and so I'm curious. Yeah. I know you're both in different locations, I think, right now, but I'll start with you, McKenna. What does that process look like, and just how amped are you to compete in New York? Yeah, that too is very surreal. Like Scotty said, I'm like, oh my God, wow. You know, everyone's like, oh, you're so big. Like, yeah, casual. I mean, (laughs) just making our Grand Slam debut, um, pretty crazy. But 
I've just been trying to train, honestly, nothing special other than working hard. Um, Scotty and I have been in touch a little bit about when we can try to get back together and, you know, if there's something, some kind of event we can play leading up to it. But I mean, I, I like I said, I, I know that Scotty's doing what she needs to do and I'm doing my best out here too. So really just trying to make my game better and see if we can be an even better team than we were. So. Mm-hmm. And for you, Scotty, you talk about the health issue. I know it was touch and go all NCAA tournament. There were matches where you didn't play singles and, you know, for you to have to play that extra week still banged up. I know it's doubles, but that's still a lot of tennis. And you guys, especially those first two rounds, like to play those three set matches. Uh, for you physically, again, how do you balance the two be- between having that opportunity to compete at the U.S. Open and being healthy because the U.S. Open is not the end point for you? Um, I mean, I've been managing it with medication and stuff, so it's been going pretty well. Doubles has always been easier for me. I don't think I really missed a doubles I think maybe one because of my health. So as long as I have someone out there on the court with me, able to cover half that court, it makes it a lot easier. Um, So it wasn't an issue at NCAAs too much for the doubles, um, and it hasn't been since. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's very good news to hear. And, you know, again, talking about those two weeks, I want to get into your run now because, you know, there was a lot of great tennis played. But even before we talk about any individual matches, I was there for two weeks in Orlando. I'm still a shell of myself. Like, just, you know, the weight has not come back. I just, I've given up that part of me. And, you know, you're in that heat for two weeks. Your sunburns have sunburns, and it's just brutal. And so, again, I'll I'll start with you, McKenna. Both physically and mentally, how draining are those two weeks? What are you two doing, particularly after the team events ends as it does, to stay focused entering the individual competition? Yeah, I mean, thankfully, obviously, I've had a lot of experience at an NCAA tournament, so I think that helps. Definitely your first year, you're like, what are we doing here? We have no school. <laughs> We're just playing tennis, staying in a hotel for, like, two weeks. Um, this one was a little unique in that I think we had an extra day of rest. And so at one point, we had been in Orlando for, I think, a week and almost a week and a half, and we would played one match. <laughs> so it was like, okay, wow, like, we've been here for a long time. Um, a little bit bored, obviously not the worst place ever to be, but it was just, it was dragging. And so I think we all really tried to obviously rest, but keep each other going. Um, and I think that our team does a really good job of that. I mean, everyone was hitting pretty much twice a day, working hard, but then making sure to recover after. Um, after the team match, it was really challenging. Um, I know Scotty's talked about it in past interviews too. I mean, it's crushing, honestly. I. I hate to say that I thought we were going to win, but I mean, I did. Um, And, you know, it ended the way it did. It was, it was devastating, but I always felt like you never know what can happen after that. And, you know, Scotty and I were given an opportunity to play together and people might not have seen us as the front runners, but I think all season long, we had seen the way that our games had come together as a team. We just meshed really well. Um, We kind of fill each other's holes and, it wasn't pretty at the beginning, but we had kind of the spirit to keep going and keep fighting. And I think that's what helped us through those long days was, you know, just that we decided that every point mattered and we were going to work hard, you know, in each moment. I imagine it also helps that 12 of your teammates are also still there competing. That it's like, oh, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Like, even our bench got into the main draw. We're good. Right. Like, and so everyone sticks around. But, you know, same yeah. question to you, Scotty. Two weeks in Orlando is a lot. Um, and again, you have your own issues you're dealing with entering those two weeks. How do you manage it all? How do you refocus entering the individuals? 
Um, I kind of had a tough talk with my mom after the team. I was like really just hurting and I just like felt like I let the team down and everything. And my mom's like, listen, like it's over. There's literally nothing you can do about it. You did your best, but you're still wearing Carolina blue. You're still representing your school. You're representing your coaches, your team. You go out there and just do the best you can. And that's, and that's what you did in the team and just lay it all out there. And then whatever happens, happens. Um, but like, never forget that like, it's not you out there. You're like playing the individual. It's not individual. You're still playing for Carolina, so you have to re- represent them well. Mm-hmm. So that's what you know we try to do. It's always the mom who gives the tough conversation. Mm-hmm. She called me after day four. She's like, "The pods are slipping, Alex. Like your commentary <laughs> was a little bit shot. You mispronounced someone's name the entire time." I was like, "No, I did." She's like, "Yeah, you did." And so now that that's always a good place for it to come from. And you know, again, it did, I'm sure, help that I think you had two days off, right, between the team and the start of the yeah. doubles because that first day is just singles. And so that first match, you guys play a Georgia Tech team you're familiar with because and it was all ACC teams, it felt like, in the doubles mm-hmm. and just everywhere down the home stretch in yeah. the women's event. And, you know, yeah. that's a match. You guys drop your first set. And I, sat, I sort of had this feeling being on the grounds. I feel like for a lot of these teams, you don't sort of take the individual seriously until you hit the quarterfinals. And then, like, once you're in the quarterfinals, you're like, okay, this is real. We should probably focus. Like, we can win a title. Let's focus. For your, for you two in particular, it's the exact opposite. Your first two matches, you guys almost get knocked out of this event. And so I'll start with you, McKenna, when you look back first at that Georgia Tech match in particular. Because I feel like if you're going to mm-hmm. tank a match, it's going to be the first one. Let's get on the airplane. Let's go home. You guys avoid that situation. What goes on in that match? Oh, that match was interesting. It definitely was. Um, Especially for myself, I was playing not a level of tennis that I would like to be playing. Um, Again, I think the emotions hit a little bit. I mean, after the team, it's definitely tough to stay really fresh and to be positive and just to think everything's going really great, especially when it's not. Um, But I just remember her and I sticking in there and winning some really ugly points and just kind of saying, like, if we stick in this, we could do it. And I remember, I think we were down, we had like down four match points or something. And I had in my head, if we could just get one match point, just one, I think we're good. I think we can convert. And sure enough, the very first one that we got, we were able to convert. But definitely, we're not the type to tank or not try, not care. I think for us, probably caring too much, or at least for myself, and sometimes that can lead to a little bit too much stress, too much thinking. And I think actually that's what helped us once we got past the first two rounds. We actually stopped thinking so much. We just started playing. We started going with um, our strategies and and plays that were working. And it was just like this beautiful tennis that came, you know, to fruition after some really ugly stuff. So it was almost like once we let all that go, then then it worked out. Mm-hmm. And I believe you faced match points in both of your first two matches. We did. And, you know. We did. People may not know that there's an ACC rule that if you start a game during the doubles point, you get to finish that game even if it's after Mm -hmm. clinching. And I think that happened for you guys three times down the home stretch of the 2021 season. I'm presenting this as though I'm not sure. I got a text from Coach Keltis. I'm very sure. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, that happens to you guys down the home stretch. And it ends up that you're the number four seed in this event. And just, again, mm-hmm. given the shaky level that you guys were showing through those first two matches, I say that lovingly. You guys are the champs, so mm-hmm. we can say that sure. now. Um, you know, I'll go to you now, Scotty. Getting through those first two matches, again, being the seed, how valuable was that? 
think about it that much. Um, obviously, the first team we played, we had played them before, but it was still a close match. And like Calvis had texted you, we like didn't technically beat them until like after our team clinched and then we finished. And I think it was like 6-4. So we knew that they were a good team. I had no idea the Furman team. I had heard of their like star player. She, you know, was in singles and doubles. So I knew that they were a very respected team, but I didn't, I didn't think about it. Um, I just like focus, like do your best in your match. And that's all you can think about. Mm -hmm. How would you two describe your style of play? Because I do feel like it's a style that lends itself to close matches. And maybe it's just, I was at the NCAA tournament and all I saw you play was close matches. Um, But it feels like, because you guys are a team that makes a ton of balls in play. And you're just Mm -hmm. like, beat us. We we don't think you can beat us. And at least that's my assessment from afar, McKenna. Is that fair? Yeah. Gosh, it depends on the match a little bit. I mean, if we're really in our mojo and doing what we should be doing, we're very aggressive. Um, from the baseline, we're looking to set up our partner at the net um, and really just go from there. Um, big serves, at least from Scotty, maybe not as much from me, um, but then big serve, big shot, and go. And, you know, sometimes that can be a little risky depending on the team you're playing. So, you know, if they catch on it well and go line on us and, and scenarios like that, then maybe it'll be a little bit closer, but um, I would definitely say the matches that we really were in our group were those where we just were attacking at the net, absolute pressure, but also looking to be strategic when we needed versus just playing one style. Mm -hmm. I think that's when we would struggle is when we just wanted to do one thing and hope that it was going to work and being a little bit too predictable. Mm -hmm. No, speaking of that strategy, it's probably a better question for you, Scotty. Has McKenna ever missed a lob? I don't think so. Like, I'm pretty sure they all end up landing in. I know. And I've honestly, because when Calvis first told me I was going to start playing with McKenna, I was really nervous because I've only played with super aggressive people. And I'm like, she lobs. Like, I'm going to get killed in the net. I don't think I got killed once. Like, they were perfect, like, every time. Yeah, it's her uh, ability. Like, I feel like, because you're aggressive out there at the net, and I feel like when sure. you get past, I, McKenna's always there. And then it's that it's that top spin lob that's just, it's going to land mm. past the service line. Like, it's dropping, right, <laughs> McKenna? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I got Scotty killed too much, which they got. I'm, I didn't know she was thinking that before she came <laughs> to play with me. So that's pretty hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm always like, it works. Yeah. It does. It works. Every girl wants to stand on top of the net and they want to poach somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go through you. Like that would be, <laughs> that would get Scotty crushed. So you just toss it up and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. No. And obviously what you guys are doing works and you get through two yeah. third set breakers to get to that quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I, I sort of mentioned it earlier, but is that the round where it becomes real? Like, I, I do feel like there there comes a moment because, A, you know, the field sort of narrows down and those first two days of the individuals are a party. Everyone's there and it's kind of the last time you get to see everyone. And so there's just an energy on the grounds that can kind of carry you through even when it's like you two and you're the night match. But mm-hmm. quarterfinals, field narrows. I'll go to you now, Scotty. Did it feel like that's where things got serious? Because that is when you guys start to play your best tennis. Um, yeah, I think, again, we played a team we knew and had beaten twice, which is kind of tricky because then they really know your game well, you know their game well. But I just felt like we learned from, I think, the last time we played them, just like what combinations worked, and we just stuck with it the whole time. And I honestly didn't feel like I played as well in that match, but I thought McKenna played really well. It was kind of like 
she offset <laughs> my issues. Um, but yeah, that one really clicked for us, I think, and helped us just build that confidence of like, we don't have to save match points. We don't have to struggle just to get a win here. Mm -hmm. No. Again, to you, McKenna, that question, and you played a Virginia team. Uh, it was Monera and mm -hmm. Subash in the quarterfinals, mm -hmm. and then you get, I believe it was Smith and Rogers in the semifinals. Mm -hmm. And even though you didn't match up with Smith and Rogers, I'm sure you have played them before. Those are two players yeah. who are, I think, same grade as you or same year as mm -hmm. you. And so, again, two ACC familiar foes. Does that help yeah. at all, at least knowing the challenge you're going up against? I think it helps a little bit. I also think that... I don't, I don't I wouldn't say it added pressure, but we did know what we were getting, so I think it felt like we should be more prepared. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was nice to play people that we knew. I mean, we knew what we were getting. Honestly, both were really classy matches, so that was just kind of satisfying on the tennis side. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say, kind of going back to what you were saying, I thought it got real for me at least – Maybe when we got past the quarters, because then I was like, oh, wow, like we're in the semis. Like, yeah. this is no joke. And um, I mean, I think you just think of people in the semis of individuals as, you know, the best players in college tennis. And it's like, I guess that <laughs> means that we're one of those. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But like Scotty said, getting through the quarters in a two set match was just exactly, I think, the breath of fresh air that we needed because of coming, having to save those match points. So, um, they were just really good matches. We did what we needed to do. Same thing. I mean, Alana and um, um, Anna are really good players, very good doubles players. So we knew we were going to be very challenged in that match. And to be able to play well and strategic against them was, I think, maybe the confidence booster that we needed going into the finals to know that we can play whatever team we need to and adapt and, and play well and you know, do what we need to do. Mm -hmm. And I do want to talk about that final specifically, but I feel like those semifinal final matches, because Smith and Rogers, both super aggressive, right? And they're both mm -hmm. tall and they're just the length they have at the net. They, mm -hmm. they play a pro style of doubles and, you know, ditto with Collins and Son. They, they're just hitting right. bombs the entire time. Yeah. And so for you two, I mean, again, I feel like that's a good approximation of what you might be seeing at the U.S. Open. And, you know, mm -hmm. are you feeling that going into the match, the aggression those two teams play with? Scotty, do you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I'm never too nervous on the baseline mm -hmm. because I literally— It shows, with, by the way, for whatever reason. We train <laughs> Cameron and we train with Sarah, yeah. so mm -hmm. that is, like, not a concern <sighs> for me. But their activity at the net is very intimidating, and that's what will definitely be seen at the U.S. Open. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what, like, okay, you got to start making the smart decisions, right? How many times am I going to go cross before I go line? Yeah. Can I go line on this ball? That kind of stuff, um, which makes it really challenging. But from the baseline, I wasn't too concerned. I mean, we're used to it. Um, mm -hmm. Serves, returns, I mean, it's all the same. You just got to make sure you're playing well that day. Mm -hmm. No, I, I imagine the level of competition, we'll get into this, I promise, but the level of competition day in, day out in practice helps quite a bit at these stages because yeah. you're like, please, you're like, you, you haven't seen an angry Alexa Graham at practice when she's hitting forehands through <laughs> you, like, yeah. and you're just, you're <laughs> f***ed. That's exactly right. Don't get Alexa mad. You're in big trouble. <laughs> Don't get Sarah mad either. Yeah. <laughs> She's no, really scared. All right, I'm making little notes here. These are all good things to know because I was planning to piss them off, but now oh, yeah. I'll, I'll put luck. that to the side. But no, again, I guess heading into that final, because in particular, Collins and Son, 
they were mm-hmm. so good down the home stretch, yeah. whether it was the NCAA team event where I don't think mm-hmm. they dropped the point, and then, you know, heading into that finals, they'd maybe lost one set. And, you know, certainly yeah. even though you guys were the higher-ranked team, even though you were the more experienced team, they nothing but confident at that point for them. And, you know, that was a back-and-forth first-set match, and, you know, the doubles comes at the end of the championship day, so you guys are one of the last matches on court. As such, you're playing in the worst heat where it's just – freaking brutal and like again uh, we don't have to get into this but tan lines for everyone are just awful coming out of that event but you you look for you know going into that final you're playing that team what i i always want to know what is it like going into a championship match day or what are the nerves like at that point you never want to see a hotel breakfast again anyways but it's like just you know get down what you can mckenna right just like kind of get out on court yeah. First watch was actually where I was going every day for breakfast. Oh, so not, not too bad. I couldn't yeah. do the hotel. Yeah. Do it. Um, I don't know. I definitely get very nervous. Um, but I really wasn't too nervous. I think it felt like such a gift just to be in the championship that even though I guess there was a, you know, say to say us open on the line, but it was just like incredible to be part of that experience. And I felt like either way, we won because we came through and got through what we did and we were exactly where we wanted to be. And it's just an incredible journey. Um, but yeah, I didn't really keep up with that team very much during the tournament or anything like that. So I had, I actually didn't really have a lot um, of heads up as to what to expect. I did hear that they were hitters and movers. So that's pretty much what I was expecting. But um, yeah, I just, I mean, we were down 3-0, which I forget about a lot. wasn't the best start. They definitely came out firing. But, again, I think Scotty and I just knew that no matter what was going on, we could find it. We could find our way. Um, We could figure it out together. And we did, you know, slowly but surely. And then, you know, we became aggressive and did what we needed to do. Um, They fired back, obviously, in the second set. But, again, I mean, we just kind of – or at least I committed to we're going to go down trying. We're going to go down doing – what we have been doing and we're not going to cave to the situation or to the national championship. Like we're going to, we're going to do this. And so I think that really showed, especially in the tiebreaker, we played some unbelievable points, very gutsy um, from both of us and just going for our shots. There was, there was, in my opinion, there was no fear. It was just um, a lot of fun and enjoying the moment. That third set breaker felt super, super physical for a doubles match. Like it did feel like there were a bunch of extended rallies. That's where, when I'm thinking of your lobs dropping in, it's like each and every one of those points were just like over, like Kylie's at the net, just over her head. And it's just like, Kylie's just over. And so again, you know, it kind of gets to a theory and I'll I'll go to you here, Scotty. I feel like the semifinals is where the nerves creep in. Cause like once you're in the finals, again, apologies for swearing, but it's kind of like we're in the finals. Like it's one match, whatever happens, happens semi-finals is where you're like oh my god I might make the finals like let's do this mm-hmm. today you mm-hmm. guys get through that semi-final match in straight sets so going into that third set breaker Scotty what's in your mind you know what are you two talking about as you're trying to you know you're a 10 points away from a U.S. Open wild card I mean I didn't think about it that much I was like i looking back on it it's kind of like well i felt like they deserved the first set and we got it and we should have gotten the second set and they got it so it's pretty even going into the third set tie break and it's kind of like you just got to get those early points set the tone don't like 
take a like go down 3040 like that's going to be that's going to hurt you that's going to be hard to come back on so hanging tough we were actually up 75 mm-hmm. and then we went down 87 so that's not ideal but just keeping it competitive the whole time just it's like always give yourself a chance don't like have like bad errors here and there that's going to hurt you in the end um so i think we just try to be disciplined and smart Mm-hmm. No, and yeah. again, you, you sort of talked about it. You in that tiebreaker, McKenna, you guys do race out to an early lead, and I don't mm-hmm. know if you want to say you're a mini break ahead, but you're ahead uh-huh. on the scoreboard the the entire time, and so you know then things do flip. You drop those yeah. three consecutive points, and it's not as though you didn't have shots to win all three of those points. Every point was fifty mm-hmm. fifty, and so mm-hmm. down eight seven. You know, again, what's going through the head? Take us through the finish line. Yeah, I that I think was the first time I actually got nervous in the match. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, I told Scotty after the match, I decided not to look at the scoreboard during the tiebreaker. And although you kind of know what it is, but I was like, that's not what's important here. What's important is every single point, you know, not the score. And so I kind of knew we were down 8-7 and then we played a couple good points. And then all of a sudden I go up to the line and I'm like, all right, you know, like we got this. Scotty's returning. And I'm like, I think it's match point. <laughs> so I like looked up at the scoreboard and I was like, oh my God, it's not, you know, it's nine, eight. It's like, oh crap. Okay. Like it's match point. So then she missed her first serve. And I remember thinking in my head, okay, like I know Scotty's going to hit a great return on this second serve. And I remembered um, our coach Ty uh, in between this uh, set break, he goes to us and he goes, something about like it's teams that are brave or bold that win this like it's teams that go for it and I thought about it and I was like oh my god I have to poach I have to go and so sure enough she hit an awesome second serve return and I just ran straight across the court made it saw it was done and it was just lots of screaming from there but I would say in and the end of that breaker was the only time because I think that was when it talk about becoming real it was very real it was like we are literally three points from winning or losing and i have no idea where this is gonna go but i did i trusted us i knew that you know we had been in that situation i think maybe that was the difference we had been up we had been down and we just trusted what we could do and guess guess i was brave enough in that moment (laughs) to go for it but i just loved it i knew scotty was gonna hit a good return and i think again like that's just what kind of set us apart at the end I had so much respect for Scotty and trusting what she was going to do and and I knew that she wanted it so badly and and all of that so just knowing that Scotty was going to you know come up as like the team that she's got it and then I've got it and that's exactly what a devil's team needs to be able to do in big moments absolutely and the flip side of that to you Scotty given the team season ended how it did, given what this class of seniors has meant to Carolina tennis to be able to deliver a championship, not all, you know, to help deliver uh, for not only McKenna, but just for your program. What's going through your mind in the moment you see McKenna posts that across the body backhand on the run poach is not an easy one to hit. And yet, you know, executed flawlessly. What's going through your head? And again, what does that mean to you? Okay, I was so nervous on the return. Lulu has an incredible serve. So I was like, thank goodness that first serve went out because if it had gone in, Kylie was going to poach. I was going to set up McKenna to get killed. So it went out. So I was like, okay, I have a second serve. Like, I need to rip this. And like, Kylie better not poach on this. 
like I gotta get it really far across so that like she doesn't think about going. I was like, also, who would try to poach on a match point? Kylie might. I actually know her pretty well and we've trained before and I'm like, she's kind of ballsy. Like she might do it. So I was like, I gotta hit a good cross court ball. And all of a sudden, like McKenna's just moving there. And I'm like, what's going on? Like it was kind of like <laughs> everything froze for a second. And then I'm like, is Kylie gonna get it? Because McKenna went like right at her. And I was like, is she gonna scoop it up? Do I have to cover a lot up? And then all of a sudden I was like, no, it's over. It's done. So that was pretty exciting. No, I, I can yeah. only imagine. And yeah, now you guys are champs. And obviously for you, McKenna, your dad, Kelly Jones, Pepperdine, I believe two-time doubles champions, I want to say 84, 85. And now you get to sit at the table and you're like, hey, ring is down on the table. I'm a doubles <laughs> champion as well. That's got to be a cool feeling, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Actually, funny enough, we have a front living room in our house and on one end of the TV stand is his trophy. On one end is my trophy. <laughs> so pretty cool. It's just, it is a special thing, obviously, to share that with my family and my dad. So definitely crazy. I did think about that at one point before uh, we played the match, but yeah, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I imagine the phone blows up, Scotty. What's the coolest text you've gotten since the title? Um, We got an email from the ACC commissioner. That was kind of surprising. Yeah. The president mm-hmm. of the That's ACC true. commissioner. No, that, um, that's nice that, yeah i imagine friends. it's yeah it's all people who like 12 years old you hit with once and you're like oh thanks like we haven't yeah. talked about it, but i appreciate it <laughs> that's funny yeah no i mean same deal for you mckenna i imagine it, again just that elation it's a honeymoon period right like the mm-hmm. next month you're just coasting yeah yeah it was it i mean it was weird because, like as we said, it was just done. I mean, it was just yeah. over, and it was, okay, back home. And I didn't know how much time I was going to want to take off after. Scotty mentioned, like, I don't know when I'm picking up a racket again. <laughs> um, weirdly enough, it, I guess it kind of got me motivated. I mean, obviously, when you find out you're playing in the U.S. Open, that's mm-hmm. definitely something that should motivate you. But, um, yeah, I've just I've enjoyed um, training for this, having something to work for. I think, too it's something that has kept me to Carolina. I feel like I'm still like a UNC player because I still have my UNC partner. So (laughs) I think again, like being able to still somehow, even though I can't wear the logo in the match to represent Carolina is really awesome. Cause I'm definitely not happy about having to give that up. Um, But yeah, just still living the dream and enjoying (laughs) keeping that tie. Yeah. No, you get to compete in New York. I, I never under, I don't understand the rules. So why can't you wear the college logo? Just no, I know it's a rule, but I don't get it. Yeah. It, it's something to do with, I think professionals, you can't endorse, uh, some, maybe because of amateurism. I think you're sure. not like allowed as a college to play in a professional tournament. I actually don't really know fully. So if you, like, either, it's but... not even the hat, like that's or whatever, I guess the visor, yeah. that'd be, um, no, yeah. that would be, yeah, it's, it's what silly, but I mean, still, National champions. Yeah. And you, yeah, yeah, one match to go, and obviously you guys have that coming. And, you know, again, it kind of gets back to where everything is at for Carolina Tennis. And just for you, mm-hmm. Scotty, moving forward now, you're an NCAA doubles champion, but you're coming back to a Carolina team that, despite losing all these incredible seniors, still has a ton of talent. How do you and the team in general capitalize on, you know, that positive note heading into 2022? Um, we're not going to have, I think, as many expectations, which is something to look forward to. I think with the fifth years, that was always something looming over, like, hey, you guys should win. Um, but this year, I mean, it's a little bit of a growing season, and everyone's going to work hard. We have some big shoes to fill. Um, so just being ready to step up. I'm going to be technically a junior, so, like, I'm kind of that upperclassman, 
Monica, Casey, and I, like, we're going to have to kind of take take over that role and just do the best we can. Mm-hmm. No, it's something to look forward to. Yeah, no, and, you know, you talk about those expectations. I guess that can get us into the, the 2021 season. And for you, McKenna, to have all of those expectations, not just one year, but really you, you mm-hmm. held them for 24 months because going into 2020, yeah. everyone was saying the same thing about your team. And right. honestly, 2019, you can go all the way back throughout mm-hmm. your career to be asked, yeah. you know, you guys should win everything. You get to end right. on that winning note. I, I imagine like mm-hmm. that makes it particularly sweeter, right? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because Scotty's talking about the expectations. I definitely had that when Haley was a senior because yeah. I wanted the world for her. I mean, she's literally the GOAT. So <laughs> obviously you want your senior to go out with a win. Um, so I tried to kind of tell the team, like, we don't need that this year. Like, obviously we want it, but don't – I didn't want anyone to feel that because – you don't need to, you need to enjoy it. Um, but of course, yes, ending it, you know, with a win is sweet, but I would have loved nothing more than to have that for the entire team. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my teammates and they all deserve that and the absolute best. So definitely was um, hard not to get that for this group as it was a unique group, but I'm excited to see what happens with them going forward, watching from the sidelines, <laughs> definitely mm-hmm. different, but this team is incredible. Um, the hard work that they put in, the dedication, the bond that they all create um, because the family culture is so important. It's just incredible. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see you know what goes on going forward and to travel all, as much as I can, be the best <laughs> fan ever. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they're awesome. Yeah, no, I think as long as you have a unc.edu email, you get to rock the Tar Heel yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's... I think <laughs> – I agree. I think that has to end at some point yeah. when I'm done with grad school, which is just not nice, but uh, maybe I'll find a way to keep that around. Yeah, no, you'll, we'll get there. But um, no, I mean, again, I'm, I'm sure you've been asked about it a million times, and I, I apologize for asking about it again. But that pressure, I mean, how real was it, McKenna? Like the the idea, because you won what, like 42 consecutive matches, something yeah. crazy like that over the course of two years, and you're undefeated forever, yeah. and like... As cool as it is to be undefeated for two seasons, you're undefeated yeah. for two seasons. As cool as it is to have ESPN calling, ESPN is calling. Like that those are demands. Yeah. Yeah. It was tough. I think it was harder when I was younger because I didn't know any better. All I knew was I was coming into the most incredible team ever. And I will never, ever forget the first match that we lost. Uh my freshman year at home. We lost some win home win streak we had had I don't even know and I was just bawling like this is the worst day ever how could we have lost a match oh my gosh like we're the worst team in UNC history whatever it's like no like it was just so false it's almost like you need to have days like that to realize that that is not the end of the world and you're going to be fine and that like your team is still there everyone still loves you I lost like two huge uh three all clinching matches at one point in my career and Again, you just think the world is over and then you realize like everything's fine. And sometimes that can really make you better because of it. Um, but it is a lot. Every single match you have to go in feeling like you have to win this match. It's a lot. And I think that it can be difficult to get through matches like that over and over and over. I think that some people don't really get to play for fun or pressureless. Um, it's almost like they're just doing what they can to get through this match and give the team a win. Um, so it's definitely difficult. I'm excited for this team to hopefully not feel that and just feel like they have nothing to lose. They can just go out, have fun, work on their game and, uh, go for it. So 
Um, it'll be fun to watch that and hopefully again they can have a little bit more fresh day-to-day for themselves but again I still think they're going to be incredible so maybe they will have this pressure so to speak because uh, they're always going to have targets on their backs Uh, that's just how the Tar Heels work so absolutely and you know you talk about that pressure to win every match uh, mm-hmm. a, a good note here, one moment where obviously a highlight of that 2021 season, the National Indoors. And I was fortunate enough to be there on that day calling the match. And, you know, it doesn't end until 2 a.m. Um, and, you know, the match, I don't think, started until 10 p.m. because that just everything yeah. ran late that day. That was a day filled with 4-3 battles. And, you know, that was a match where you're playing that young Texas team. And these are the two stories. You know, that's a team I'm sure you guys had circled. Like, we're going to play them at some mm-hmm. point. Good. Glad we get to see them early. And, you know, you guys drop the doubles. Uh, it, it's 3-all you were down big in that match. I think were you down a set in 4-0? Was it 6-4-4-0 if memory serves me correctly and yep. respectfully and I say this lovingly cuz we won in the end so we sorry I'm saying we just for the sake of and so we can talk yeah we can talk about it now. You were not playing your best at the national indoors. But that pressure um you know clinching a national indoor match being down 6-4-4-0. Dare I say again the sort of <laughs> attitude you have when you're just like it's time for us to win. What goes through your mind in that uh, moment, and how do you flip around that match? I mean, part of it was I wasn't playing my best, but Charlotte was just playing on fire. All the serves were landing in, all the returns, all the winners. Like, there was a little bit – I had that attitude of, like, I mean, if it happens and I lose, I lose because part of it is I'm doing the best I can, and if she's just playing better than me, she's just playing better than me. Um but our assistant coach Thompson came up to me and was like, just enjoy the moment. Like, this is what you live for. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, this is not what I live for. I don't want to lose <laughs> for my team. I'm getting my butt kicked in the second set. It was deja vu from the day before where I lost six, four, six, Oh, I was like, no, but then I don't know. Somehow something must've clicked. I don't know. My ball started laying in a little bit more. They were probably a little deeper, which helped and, you know, kind of just turned around. Can I get the Coach Tyler impression one more time? Just because that was pretty good. He's, he's like, just enjoy the moment. This is what you live for as a tennis player. He literally said, <laughs> I was like, this is not what I live for. This is the opposite. <laughs> no, I, I mentioned, I always refer to it. It was kind of, you know, the, like the Spider-Man meme when they're pointing at each other. That was you and Charlotte where it's like, hey, we're, we're good. Like big baseline length. Yes, you agree. We agree. Okay, cool. And it just kind of flipped. And, like, again, on the sideline, you're watching. I always say, McKenna, it's far more difficult to watch than it is to play a big match like that because you're just like, oh, my gosh. And yet you could sort of feel it when four, you know, as that scoreboard narrows and then there's a bunch of deuce points to start out that third set. What's going through your head as you're watching that, McKenna, from the sideline? Yeah, I mean, that was crazy. Definitely one of those moments where, like, I don't even know if I was actually, like, functioning in my brain during that moment (laughs) because it was so crazy. But, um, I mean, that was definitely one of the most inspiring moments of my life. To watch Fiona and Scotty, of course, on the courts next to each other, which is even crazier, but to do what they did was absurd. I mean, to have the mental capacity and emotional stability to come back from something like that in that big of a moment I don't even know if they understand how incredible that was. I mean, just watching from the side, I I have always loved Scotty's energy. It's something that you just can't replicate. It's this determination. She always has this, like, eye, this look. It's like, 
like I've got this like she always is believing in herself like no matter what the uh, situation is so I think once Fiona had come back and won that match I was like I just I don't see Scotty losing this match I don't I mean Charlotte what from what Scotty said she must have been playing incredible and she's a very very good player so I know that she has the ability but I just felt like Scotty had this edge in her head and I don't know if it was she just you know flipped a switch or if we were helping her which I know Alexa was like freaking out you know over <laughs> on the sidelines cheering her on but um it was unbelievable I was definitely about to throw up but <laughs> it was one of the coolest things I've been able to watch you know and it just shows the uniqueness of college tennis and what can happen and the growth and the challenges and all of that so it was it was crazy and at one in the morning too so <laughs> and in Oklahoma of all places yeah and then, in Stillwater Oklahoma oh and the next day it's like 20 degrees outside and yeah. we're trying to leave and like the roads don't yeah. work and it's just yeah. like okay so you've never heard of snow before that's cool um right. but you know to you Scotty and, and McKenna sort of referred to it you have Fiona playing next to you and by the way quietest undefeated season in college tennis history she yeah. just like she didn't lose we, we haven't talked about it enough I don't know who out there is talking about it but we should be um but you have her playing next to you you have the crowd assembling around you again what are what is that third set like particularly those early deuce points because I know it says six two on the scoreboard but I want to say four of the first six went to deuce points yeah I played um I think the first game, I kind of got beat pretty bad. I played a really loose game, and I was like, in my head, I'm like thinking, I don't know why, but I was like, I did not like come back and win that second set to lose this third set, so I'm not even playing any more loose games. Like, that's just dumb. And like, just errors. <laughs> they, they really were errors. Um, and I don't know why, I don't remember, but I feel like I always thought she was winning. I didn't know she was like down. I always kind of thought she was in control. She's also not like super emotional, so she's not going to like let you know if she's down you're not going to hear her yelling or anything so I was like confident in her and I was like I gotta get this like done like I'm the one that like I have to win um but just through the deuce games just staying focused and disciplined I started hitting better balls I think and just serving a little bit better I think maybe she got a little fatigued I don't know but she definitely wasn't as sharp as she was earlier mm -hmm. on um so I kind of just try to take advantage of that Mm -hmm. yeah. Again, it was it was a really fun match to watch, and obviously you guys capture a second national indoor championship consecutively. I believe third of the career for you, McKenna, and you guys make five mm -hmm. finals in your five seasons. Just a ridiculous run, and then you know again undefeated through the ACC regular season, undefeated uh, through the postseason tournament. You get to that first match, and this was I I, I just want to ask you guys this because again, it's not an experience you get all the time, but under the lights. I want to say it was quarterfinals against Duke. Uh, I think it was the quarterfinal round. And, you know, again, that match, what did that end 2 a.m.? Like 1 a.m., something? It was super, super late because it just it, it got started so late and just everything late into the night. And yet I feel like those are the experiences you value most, right? Getting to play late under the light. And there was still a healthy crowd there. Tar Heels always travel well, so... You know, despite the bitter feel, you know, the, the bitter ending, I suppose, when you look back at that NCAA championship run, playing under the lights, playing 4-3 on the biggest stage, what do you look back at from this 2021 season, McKenna? Um, gosh, I, I mean, the whole season really was just a treat. Like I said, you know, we had COVID and didn't know what was going to happen. So to be able to do that one more time was 
just incredible. Um, and again, I love this team. Adding the freshmen was awesome. Uh, they're incredible people. So uh, just really the whole thing, it was, it was awesome. I mean, we had a lot of ups and downs. We had injuries. We had health issues. We had so many things tossed our way. And uh, we were still able to, you know, fill in and pick up the slack for anyone that needed a break that day. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't perfect, wasn't smooth. Um, but I think, you know, come NCAAs, we were definitely excited and motivated. And again, I had just amazing memories with my teammates. Didn't end the way we wanted it to, but I would never trade the year or the experiences I had with my, you know, team for the world. So it was really just a overall awesome year. And um, I have so many fond memories to look back at. Absolutely. Same question to you, Scotty, with just, you know, again, that a caveat in 2020 uh, 2021 you guys had to deal with a bunch of COVID regulations and you know I feel like it's going to push a team two ways right when you're around each other that much more you're already around each other all the time but now Mm -hmm. there's no escape because you're in the same bubbles and everyone's getting tested and yada 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 can either bring you closer or can push you guys further apart feels like you guys were a team it's obvious to say that it brought you closer is that is that fair that's very true. I think, I mean, the fortunate thing about the extra COVID year is that we only added girls to the team. Mm-hmm. Like the challenging thing about this year is we're actually going to lose girls and that's what's going to hurt. I don't think it's usually an issue to incorporate more um, because they bring a little something different, you know, Fee and Riley and Sarah, they're all, they're so fun. They're so positive. They like just brought a really great energy. But now it's like, now we're losing Sarah. Now we're losing Lex. Now we're losing MJ. And that's what's going to be hard and like difficult for us to manage without. Mm-hmm. No, I, I it, again, it's, it's exciting for college tennis fans to see what this version of North Carolina will do because there's still a ton of talent, obviously, on the roster. Again, all of you made the NCAA tournament. I think they even let Brian play uh, in the end. But certainly uh, there's still a lot of talent left and it'll be fun to see uh, how you guys play. But with all of that yeah. said, uh, I do want to have some fun with you both because, you know, it's you spent a lot of time with your teammates, and I, I'd like to ask about those teammates. I'd like to hear what's going on behind the scenes. So I've got some questions for both of you about your teammates. Again, broad questions. Go any way you want to go here, uh, but we'll rapid fire through them to end today's pod. So we'll start here. Messiest locker, messiest tennis bag. Who are you avoiding? Throw oh, them under the bus. Throw them under. I mean, Allie doesn't even use her locker. She just uses the couch. So <laughs> <laughs> I might vote for her, but I guess then it's not dirty. So I might go with Alexa. <laughs> Scotty? Um, I would go with Sarah, but it's littered with trophies, which is pretty <laughs> cool. She literally has like a whole, her whole like upper section, just trophies. I'm like, that's like the coolest flex ever. Like literally, can I be you? <laughs> And she doesn't worry about them being in there either. It's just like, ah. Oh, she had them in the back of her car the other day. I was like, what are they doing back here? She's like, oh, I'm going to like chuck them. I'm like, what? Your NCAA champion like trophy? Like what? Oh, my God. IK yeah. full champ. Makes sense. All right. Who's the best to get dinner with? Ooh. With the premise, they're all good, but who's the best? Wow. Um, I don't – we have so many good people. I mean – I get dinner a lot with like Allie and Annika. We're definitely like the cute, trendy girls, typical finding the, <laughs> you know, place with the bowls and the healthy food. So we definitely do that a lot. That's fair. That's the crew. Scotty? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it would have to be Soph um, Patel because she always picks the right food place for me. I don't do the healthy <laughs> bowl grains. No, she'll go, she'll eat crappy food with me. <laughs> 
Oh, that's fun. All right, well, again, throwing under the bus here, least likely to pick up the check. Honestly, I haven't, I really have not had that. If anything, like people will surprise you with gifts someday. Riley came and brought me like different flavored coffee things. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, if anything, our team is like too generous. <laughs> yeah. I would have to say like the office of that would be Cam. Like she'll pay for all of your stuff. Yeah. She'll just be like, oh, I'm like, I, no, I'm good. Thank you. It's a good pivot. That's, that's an upperclassman rounding into form. That's how they answer yeah. that question, Scotty. I like it. Um, all right. Best to go out with probably sarah sarah is the life of the party 100 percent. i would go with sarah and cam (laughs) no both good answers all right uh deuce points coming up for the two of you it's a deuce point return who's taking it i don't know what scotty's gonna say but it usually depends on the match there are definitely matches where one of us is returning better than the other but for the most part i enjoy when scotty takes it so i'll be at the net in the beginning of the season, she took, like, all of them, and I don't know what happened, but then they switched it, and then I got, like, super nervous, because, like, I like it when she did. It's always one of those things, like, I don't want to be the one to yeah. screw up, but I think at the end, they had me taking most of them, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll see how this goes. <laughs> hey, hey it ended well. up working, clearly, but no, and we heard Scotty's reaction, but McKenna, when Coach Calvis comes up to you, because, you know, 2020, Sarah and Alexa were killing it. Scotty and Cam were killing it. You and Allie, mm-hmm. honestly, anyone mm-hmm. at three doubles was killing it because just from a talent perspective, you're like, this isn't fair. Um, mm-hmm. But when Coach comes up to you and says, hey, I'm thinking you and Scotty, you know, what's your reaction? What is that acclimation process? Yeah, like? I actually had no idea what to expect, honestly. Um, I mean, she had pretty much played with anyone else since she had been at school, um, and her and Cam had been amazing so I'm like okay you know I'm not complaining like I think Scotty's fantastic so for sure um when we first started it was just really funny because she's very matter of fact and I love that about her she's very like if there is one thing we need to do or something that needs to be said like she will say it and it's awesome because it's what needs to happen um but yeah no I I definitely didn't know what to expect but I got a fantastic partner out of it so thank you coach thank you Mm-hmm. No, and you gave us the reaction as well, Scotty, but same question to you. Um, yeah, I it was something different for me. I'm just used to someone who's like just like blast, but I, he was like, he told me, he's like, McKenna's got the highest IQ and doubles. She's going to move at the net a lot. She's going to be smart. She's going to use the angles. She's the one really neat thing is that she likes it when people come to the net, and I do too. And that's actually a reason why I don't come to the net as much as I should is because I'm always nervous that like people like to pass and people are like, no, no one likes to pass. So like having that, I'm like, yay, we both like to pass. We both like to do, we kind of have just complimentary games, I guess. Cause yeah. it's like, I'll bring a little bit more power. She'll bring a little bit more like angles, logs, mix it up just to keep our opponents on their toes. Mm-hmm. No. Um, well, with all those compliments, by the way, rapid fires, I forgot to throw in best practice partner on the Carolina team. Cause I feel like there are oh a lot of good gosh. ones. There are so many good ones. I practiced a lot with Riley and Fiona because they were the only ones that wanted to do two on one drills with me. <laughs> Everyone else was like, this is so boring. I'm not doing it. So they were really fun and energetic. Um, I mean, they make a hundred balls literally. So I enjoyed uh, my practices with them. Mm-hmm. Scotty. Yeah, I'd have to go with Cam. Cam and I will just be like, hey, can we go play points? We play like a set every every weekend at least, probably two. Mm-hmm. Just play points all the time. 
Oh, that that sounds like a good practice. How competitive are those Carolina practices? Because I like, I imagine as good as you guys get during the dual matches, it's like yeah, but mm-hmm. or I could go play Riley or Annika in a two out of three set match, and like that'll be good as well. Yeah, I think we've done an incredible job of keeping the competitiveness at a healthy level. Mm-hmm. There are definitely a couple of days we did this whole thing ball of. Uh, what was it so like Carolina dual match I don't know so game we played day. each other game day yeah coach thought it was a fun <laughs> game day so we played each other and um it was fun but it would get very because like then you turn it into like a match like a real game and that's when people really don't want to lose um so that that did get a little we're like okay remember guys we need to still like each other um but honestly no we're so good with that we know that the the end game is to beat other people and that we're using, you know, playing each other for practice and encouraging when someone has a great day against you, good for them. They're making, you know, you better and the rest of the team better. So um, we definitely managed to keep that very healthy. I used to ask in my younger days when I was more adventurous who the biggest hook on each team was just in practice because there's always one who's going to throw some hooks your way. But now I like everyone, so I'm like afraid to throw yeah. anyone under the bus. But, you know, again, the same question you just got. You don't have to answer who the biggest hook on the team is. But those practice, because to McKenna's point, I could see them te- teetering towards the wrong direction, right, where there's resentment now because of the competition. How do you guys manage to keep that balance? I mean, Coach does a really good job of, like, always keeping it positive. I mean, I don't know. It's not – I don't feel – I love playing points in practice and stuff because that's, like, where I need to work on my things. Um, So, like, every practice I'll go up to him like, hey, can I get some points this practice? So, a lot of the times I was playing against Fee and Riley um, on, like, my Tuesday, Thursdays, and then I play with Cam. And McKenna actually a bit um, mm-hmm. on the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But oddly enough, we usually practice with the same people. I think he kind of knows like, okay, these people kind of click for you. You guys aren't like going to get mad at each other too much or something. I don't know. But I, it's usually the same group of like four or five girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all have various styles. So it works out pretty well. Mm-hmm. That said, yeah. now that it's out there, come on. Who's hooking in practice? Who gets super competitive? Someone's doing it. I mean, there's competitiveness, but I honestly, I think if anything, all of us are too scared to like <laughs> even make the wrong call. Literally, we're one of those where coaches to yell at us like the ball is out, call it out. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, I can't. <laughs> it was close. So we we keep it really really well with that. Um, don't definitely don't have any issues. I would watch Tar Heel game day for what it's worth. I feel like that's a good match. Like I feel like that's a three. <laughs> it's competitive. All. It is. He let us do like substitutions and stuff. So <laughs> it was it was another type games. of game. Yeah, in that the middle intense. of games. Yeah, yeah, it was something. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was. Do you, were you guys on the same team? Different teams. He Very... switched it up pretty much every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, is that like the origins? You guys played a double set then, and it was like, hey, this might work. Like there's a game day. Yeah. I don't think so, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think the first time we played together was the UVA. He was just like, okay, you'll play. We're like, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I I don't – like I never practiced with you. I really don't. I was always with Cam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And yet it was magic. 
Yeah, magic mm-hmm. at first set. So clearly it works yeah. for the both of you. Well, again, uh, to you both, congratulations on a fantastic run through the tournament. Uh, it, it was super, super fun to watch. Obviously, going through those first two matches, being down match points, it was kind of like, huh, all right. And then all of a sudden you're in the championship. It's 10-8 in that third set breaker, and now you both are headed to the U.S. Open. So, again, congratulations to you both. Good luck as you prepare for New York. If you need someone in your box, I am always available on loan to cheer you guys on. I'll be heavily partisan. I will rock the Carolina for you so you don't have to. But again, congrats and good luck the rest of the summer. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Of course. Hope all of you enjoyed today's conversation with McKenna Jones and Elizabeth Scotty. A huge thank you to the both of them again for taking the time to chat, for being as candid as they were. That was a delightful conversation. I hope all of you listeners enjoyed it as much as I did. And of course, I know I join all of you in wishing McKenna and Scotty success at the 2021 U.S. Open. Always cool to see collegiate tennis represented at the Grand Slams. And so, of course, we will be rooting for them here at Cracked Rackets. But of course, I mentioned this on in the intro. We're trying to chat with each of the 2021 NCAA tennis champions. Thus far, we've talked to Sam Riffis of Florida. We've talked to Walton and Harper of Tennessee, hoping to get Emma Navarro on the show either late this week or early next week as well. So be on the lookout for that. And then, of course, Coach Shelton, Coach Joffe will have them on the show as well as we try to put our final bow on the 2021 college tennis season. Of course, it's not just college tennis, though, that we're covering here at Crack Rack. It's a lot going on throughout the tennis world. Olympics on the horizon, North American hardcourt summer on the horizon. If you have missed out on any of our preview content, any of our coverage of what's going on in the pro tennis world, you can catch up on it all on our website, crackrackets.com. Of course, like, rate, subscribe, review to this show, that uh, our Great Shot podcast, our mini break podcast, all of our shows here at Crack Rackets, this show, that show. Of course, if you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly i'm at great shot pot a shout out as always to our super producers max Wigner and daniel wasta for the of an editing job they do day in day out a shout out as well to our friends over at tennis point remember tennis-point.com that promo code is cr15 with that said for our wonderful guests, UNC's McKenna Jones and Elizabeth Scotty, our super producers, Fleegger and Westhoff, our friends over at Tennis Point, and for all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>